0: Welcome to Two Chicks with a Mike. It's your girl, Lily.
1: And Nadia. And, um, you know, today we're just going to be talking about depression, anxiety, the holiday blues, how to get over it, and how to maintain, you know, a good mental health. We want everybody to have a healthy, high self-esteem, and I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, how we treat people and just, you know, how we live, you know, day to day.
0: Being, you know, we are around the holidays, people get depressed. I know it's something that I struggle with. So let's just jump right into it. So today's podcast topic will be a little different from our last one. Um, we're still two chicks with a mic, but today specifically it's going to be one chick with a mic in Atlanta and one chick with a mic in Seattle.
1: Yes, I'm in Seattle here talking to Dr. Shalon Irvin. So, Dr. Shalon Irvin, please tell us more about yourself.
2: Hello, I'm a clinical psychologist and a mental health advocate. Originally from Seattle, have lived all over, and I'm back here. I live daily trying to destigmatize mental health because I think it's something we often overlook, but it affects all of mm-hmm. us.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. I totally agree. It's your girl Lily here
2: with Shad
0: Boston. That's what you go by now.
3: Uh, I mean, that's my name. That's so, your name. Shad <laughs> uh, my name is Austin Ashad. So I'll go Austin by Shot Austin
0: Ashad. Depression. When you hear that word, what do you think of? Like, what what comes to mind?
3: I mean, honestly, I feel like depression is it comes from within. Like, it's it's a a person that feels like either one, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing; two, they're comparing their life with social media; three. They just lonely. I mean, it's it's a it's so many different definitions of depression. Yeah, of, directions, and causes of it. why you get depressed.
0: True, true. So it's, Absolutely. It's, it's, this is
3: like a broad conversation. So it's like how to narrow something down of what me, what's depression to you.
0: I guess to me, like when I when I hear the word depression, I always think of sadness and um. Once I was diagnosed with it at a young age, isolation. Um, I was kind of brought up in a household where my mother didn't have a lot of friends. She was always by herself. She was always isolated. And um, that's something that I always thought was normal and that was okay. And now at 31, it's kind of depressing, (laughs) which is funny to think about it. But it's like, who wants to sit at home on a beautiful day? Like today, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful Mm -hmm. outside. I used to do that. I used to sit at home and it would be 75 80 degrees outside, sunny, nice outside. I would sit outside.
3: Sit inside.
0: Sit inside. My bad. I would sit inside. And isolate yourself. From and the isolate world. myself from the
3: complete world. I mean, that's 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 a a topic in itself because once because you you already seen isolation. Two, a lot of people which me in a scenario, I don't like people. But I still fuck with people. So I don't people. <laughs> He's telling me. I would be in the crib all day and not do a damn thing. That's weird and because that's loneliness as it well. Is. And loneliness is like a, the main thing of depression, especially around this time, especially the holidays, especially your age, especially yeah. how you're supposed to technically have somebody. Absolutely a significant other you supposed yeah. to have a family at this time but that's your mindset. But- I think
0: anxiety plays a huge part into that as well because I know a lot of people but people would probably be surprised as to how many people I actually have close to me. I don't let a lot of people close to me like and you know that for knowing me for almost seven years. There's a lot of people that want to get close to me, want to get in my personal space but I, I don't they get let, in space. they want to get in my personal space and I don't I don't let it get that far. Like I said, I have really bad anxiety, but it's hit me worse now in my thirties because yeah. now I have my younger siblings that would say they looked up to me. They all have a families now. So I'm mm-hmm. an auntie of three and all of them are younger than me and, and all so of crazy. them have significant others.
3: I have a best friend and she's 32. Mm-hmm. She has three little nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and she's feeling the same way. So the, the, the main, f- your feeling is like feeling, I mean, well, I don't know how you feeling, but the main thing is like, just, it's really loneliness. It's not necessarily isolation. Yeah. It's just loneliness.
0: Well, at a certain age, I kind of got used to it because I left home when I turned 18. Mm-hmm. So after I left home, I had moved to a completely different state, which is like about 15 hours away from where I was raised. And so I had my first, you know, airline job. And so I had low seniority, so I never got any days off for the holidays. So I became kind of accustomed to that. Now I'm at an age where it's kind of like, okay, girl, holidays are around. Like, when are you gonna start a family? You know, like all your siblings are young. Like,
3: so you know, you do say, you do you have friends? I mean, do you how many do you have close friends at this time? I,
0: I have friends, but but like I said, you know, once again, I don't let a lot of people get close to me. I feel like sometimes I'm kind of numb to the holidays and that makes Mm -hmm. sound weird. I love Christmas. Christmas is like my favorite, but it's like at some point you just accept it. Not everybody can afford to fly to where you are. You can't get the day off to go fly to them. All of my siblings live in completely different States. So realistically that's not going to happen. So we just kind of got used to it in a sense. But now that I'm older, it's kind of like, okay, you know, where's husband, where's kids. You know, where's that? And I think that kinda triggers my depression a little Mm -hmm. bit.
3: I mean, I can see that. Well, you don't want to be around it. You know, you most definitely the the sense of one being alone, the sense of one, of two not wanting to let anybody in, and the sense of three not caring about people. Like you it's like a safeguard where it's like a wall blocking your
0: Right. So what would you say triggered your depression? Like, at what point did you know, like, damn, I'm depressed? So what triggered your depression? Like, what kind of started it?
3: Well, what started was um, when I lived in L.A., me and my two homeboys, we got shot right in front of my apartment complex. in broad day, like five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, my God. I mean, all three of us just got shot and one died. So, my best friend who I've been knowing for damn near eight years wow. just got shot and dead right there, and I'm seeing him laying in on the floor just dead well or losing his life and found out he died later on so that that pretty much started the whole this little whole quote unquote depression thing um and another thing is is this feeling like i'm not supposed to, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, as far as my career-wise or as far as my talent-wise or stuff like that, like, I feel like a lot of people don't believe in they self enough to do what they're truly meant to be doing. Right. So that's that's the main thing that really started my, quote-unquote, depression and feeling, just the feeling of not doing what you're supposed to be doing at the time.
0: That's very traumatic. Mine isn't quite to that extent, but, um, I will say I was raised in, um, a predominantly white area and, you know, I always was a little thicker. I was goofy. I was in sport. I wasn't in sports. I'm sorry. I was in like speech and, you know, I was in, um, anything that had to do with the arts. I was, I was that person. And so, you know, when you're the black girl and, My mom's from Chicago, and you, you know, you talk different, you listen to different music. That doesn't really fit into the demographic of North Dakota. So North Dakota. Boys, boys didn't like me, boys wasn't looking my way. How did you
3: find North Dakota?
0: That's another story. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much what it is. So that started young. So I moved there when I was maybe like three or four. And so You know, my grandparents, very prominent African-American people in the whole state. You know, I had to almost hide behind that. People didn't even know who my grandparents were, who my grandfather was or what he did. And we had to keep it like that. But, you know, long story short. Dudes wasn't checking for me. The black dudes that came up there that played sports, I was too fat for them. I was too goofy. I was too whatever. And so when you grow up with that mindset where you know nobody really liked you, you just kind of you don't like yourself. So I was never a size two. I had you know my tits were bigger, my thighs were bigger, and these girls were size zero with blonde hair. My hair was poofy. You know it was just it was a lot of different things. My lips were big. I always used to get made fun of because of my lips. And it's so funny now seeing. This generation, because all these white girls want these thick thighs. They love this curly, thick hair, and the they generation, love the, hips, the things that I was once made fun of, is what's praised in this generation, and that is what's so funny. But
3: this generation is is a definitely a whole different ball game. I is. think. I, well, I'm 25 years old, so I think I'm a part of this generation.
0: You are, and, and I'm, I'm a think, little older than you.
3: I think the most significant thing about this generation is social media. Absolutely. And then a lot of a lot of depression start when you have social media and you're comparing yourself to these people that you see on Instagram that yeah, post these pics absolutely. and you're trying to emulate something that's not even you know true itself. As far as you looking at somebody's picture, they take a picture and you don't know they have they mattress on the floor, but yet they post in a picture with the background of you know holding stacks of money and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like it's definitely especially around this time of holidays and stuff like that people posting pictures with shoes and backgrounds and traveling around the world it's a lot of it it, that is the main thing where you're trying to emulate something that is not your life you're trying to see the other side of the grass and that's the cliche that that's that shit ain't always green on the other side and you're just trying to imitate something and trying to look up to something and when you look up to something, that makes your life seem like it ain't shit.
0: It's sad. And that's but, the main well, thing yeah, of depression. My, my opinion is going to be different because I'm a little bit mm-hmm. older than you. When I was, you know, in college and high school and stuff like that, we didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. So it was solely on if Face you were to cool. face. Yeah. It was, it I was, was always like the home girl. That's always what I was. When I got older and I learned how to do my makeup or I figured out I lost a couple pounds and figured out I had, like, somewhat of a shape. And I feel like social media gave me a boost of confidence a little bit. And it more. does.
3: And it does help. Like
0: It does. When you don't come from a generation that's solely based on that. Now, So you how know. do
3: you feel about them taking likes away from Instagram?
0: Well, I personally don't care. Now I don't. Now you don't. But when I when I first was introduced to social media, yeah, it made a difference. You gotta think I'm not from a generation where that mattered. I Mm -hmm. really I could care less about it. Because most of the time I'm on social I post what I post and people be nosy on there most times and I post what I post because I know people are nosy. And you know, that ain't got nothing to do with me. But like I said, a lot of that stuff I don't care. But there's some people and that's because of who I am as a woman. I have my insecure moments, whereas any person that's human does. But I don't be like my life don't run off social media because you got to remember for the longest time I made sure that I perfected my personality because I never had a look to match it.
3: When you say insecurity, I feel like that's the definition of depression itself is just any anybody's personal insecurity. Yeah, but so there's different things that can could, trigger that, though. That is you know, different know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's true. the scary
0: part is that I have so many different insecurities that one thing could just trigger a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't even know it. But, I mean, the reality is a lot of people, this is the scariest thing when I first got diagnosed with it, I've been depressed my entire life. So you have life. been
3: diagnosed yeah, with Yeah, I've been depressed depression. my
0: entire life. And the scary part about it was that I did not know. My mother mother's that been is depressed the her entire thing. life. But and she she says it. But as a child, you know, being diagnosed at a young age and not knowing it is scary. That
3: is that's it's that very is very scary. That's crazy because I haven't technically been diagnosed with it. But you know, I'm, I live in my own place, own job, own car, own all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah And yeah. when I come home to so, you know empty house, and I I especially what happened then,
0: yeah,
3: it's a little numb, so I don't care about. Other stuff. I don't care about getting a girlfriend or getting a wife or you getting value kids. value life. A lot like of that.
0: people don't value life because you seen... even value
3: life or living in limbo. It, that's a, it. Kind of. It's two of one. It's kind of the same thing. Because I might value life instead. Same time, be like, just walking, just walking. You know, just living through life. That's why I said that uh, I feel like I'm not, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Or
0: you're still, you're still young, and so I feel like in this society, like I said, because when you go on social media now, you see things that aren't realistic, and it's so funny because I was just telling my homeboy like. He's in his forties, and like I said, we come from a little bit different generation. Mm-hmm. These new young girls, let me tell you something. These if young I look girls. like the way they looked when I was their age, they driving Range Rovers I mean, and they shit. got loft apartments. People in high,
3: girls in high and school these look girls like barely
0: they barely twenty-two, and yeah. I'm like, what the so fuck? They barely
3: eighteen. They're barely eighteen. They're at, barely at this eighteen. Time,
0: stacked and all. Girls that. look
3: like they oldest. They they. They're in their twenties. Right. But older the thing 20s. with
0: it is that I always feel good because when I when I see people, I tell them my age, i like, oh, I thought you were only twenties, and then I'd be like, Thanks. I'm thirty-one. But um well, the thing with good it is, for is that more. well thanks. The thing with it is that somebody always told me this and I'll never forget it. They told me to never rush my youth. Nope, and when when I was younger, I always wanted to be older. I will sometimes I would even be like, I'm a little older than what you know I was. But Lying about your age, real. I would, you know. Everybody I do little, that. I was half of a little hot tail. Yeah. But that's, that's real. But one thing as I got a little older, I kind of slowed it down. I wasn't in a rush. Yeah. And I feel like I'm happy that I didn't do that because now I'm 31. I'm childless. And I mean, now I'm comfortable. You know, I have to realize how much money I'm actually making. I can literally do anything that I and want. And that's the I main thing is
3: feeling comfortable about yourself. Yes. That's the main solution of depression or the solution of... Because we are our worst critic. So if you criticize yourself... I mean, I'm saying you could, yourself can build yourself down. Or right. how did I say? Yourself can put yourself down. True. When other people around you and outside of your circle can look at you like, damn, I'm looking up to you. You know what I'm saying? You comparing yourself to something. Are you putting yourself down because of this situation? Meanwhile... People outside is looking at you like, I, I want to be at that situation. I want to be there. So I feel like you have to make it, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be comfortable with you your like life living, you the time. way you're living, how you, what the area you are, the situation you're in, the job you have, the people in your life right now. You you have to accept that and accept what's going on.
0: True. When and I be first, comfortable with true, it. True, true. Comfortable
3: but, is a solution of depression, I feel like.
0: Well, some people haven't you know, some people are spoiled. And you're right.
3: Um some I'm, people
0: get very comfortable in yeah. certain you know what I'm saying? And and I get that. When I first moved to Atlanta, I couldn't find a job. Like I was jobless. And so like you nobody moved from was from Al-
3: trying to Atlanta to North Dakota. From well, North Dakota? when I
0: was in, I moved from um a small town close to Chicago to here. But at the time, like I couldn't get. I couldn't find nothing. The only thing available was like videos and stuff like that. And I was like, I went to like college, videos, school, yeah, video girls. Nobody was hiring me. Like I couldn't even get a job at freaking Waffle House. That's how crazy it was. This so one dude told me I, I get, spoke way too well. I ended up just applying, 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 and I finally got a great job. But it took a while. And so at that point, I got very humbled because I came from a state where, when I was fourteen, I was making about 8 $9 an hour. Imagine coming here at 25, making minimum wage. Mm-hmm. But I was, I just left a state that I was making that when yeah, I was no. like 14 or 15. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was very humbling for me. Mm-hmm. And after I got that, I was like, all right, cool. But, you know, that made me depressed for a long time. And after I started getting a little bit of money, like, you know, it changed. But I feel like you have got to experience some downfalls when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, That's kind of what makes you humble is you you seeing that other that other damn side. Shit, I wasn't making no damn money. I, I started this little job and I was making $7.25. Then I had to drive 45 minutes just to get there. And my, my little checks was like maybe $113 at the most. And so I wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what humbled me. But even then... <laughs> What I've noticed, even now at thirty-one, I have everything I could have ever asked for. Literally, Mm -hmm. I've almost been to every country I've ever asked for. Yeah, I mean, you could do it. I look the way that I only could have imagined back in the day. That I could have maybe looked now. Mm -hmm. I can go. I can afford to do whatever it is I want to do. And yet, I still feel like there's something missing. Yeah, I still get numbness.
3: This is a. It's like a hole, like a gap. It is a hole, and it's like
0: where where do you where do you fill the gap? How how do I fix it? So I started noticing like little patterns and shit. Like, you know, it'd be nice as hell outside. And my friends would be like, hey, let's go do this. And I'd be like, no, I'm cool. And then the whole day would pass and I would be on the couch with food and TV with my <laughs> blinds closed.
3: Yeah, That's crazy because I, I have night curtains. The motherfuckers is black. The
0: black curtains. Blackout
3: <laughs> curtains. So it'll block out the sun and Yo, shit like that. So I
0: thought about getting some of them. <laughs> you need,
3: well, you don't because them is the, Devil, like they will keep you in the in the room forever. Yeah, it's not
0: healthy. People, think, it's not healthy. People think that. I mean, it's cool if you don't fuck with a lot of people or whatever. And you know, I like don't. I, feel,
3: said, I don't like you don't. And have I don't to like going with out. People, I feel like I don't like going out. That's a whole different thing. Like people are like. My best, my homies be like, yo, come on, let's go out. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But you
0: know that there is a point where, you know, you just not want to fuck with a lot of people turns into depression. It's
3: definitely depression. And I definitely will admit that, like, shit. I definitely would admit that I don't, like you said, your friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't let friends get close to me and I don't, I will cut you off quick as fuck. Yeah. If you do the slightest thing, I will block your ass. That's the type of cut off I'm talking about.
0: You just sound petty, but.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, it ain't pettiness. <laughs> it's
3: just like, if you if you do some shit that I don't like, if you do some dis, if you just do some shit that I, you know I'm not gonna like. Yeah. Not the fact that I won't like, but if you know that I'm not gonna like it, then I'm gonna cut your ass off.
0: Yeah, one thing I've noticed, like I said, it took me a while, like, to get to a point where I actually just accepted that you know, I've been depressed or I I am depressed, or you know, whatever the case is, is um, you know, you have to pull yourself out of
3: that. You, you know? do have to pull you yourself out of that.
0: Yourself
2: has
0: to do it. I Nobody think, else can do it. For so how
3: it. W- how how would you think like you cope with it now?
0: Well, I mean, it's just it becomes one of those things where it's like you know, if it's nice outside, like it's a nice outside, I'm sorry, it's a nice it's nice it's nice out today. So like yesterday, for example, I just went outside. And I went to the bar and sat by myself. I started doing things. Oh, that's that's that's
3: another thing that I can't fucking do. I can't go nowhere by myself.
0: I've learned to do it, and I fucking. I can't do it. it. I take myself to the movies. I literally go everywhere. I can go anywhere by myself. and I, I would be that bored as fuck. To... I'm bored
3: as fuck by myself. Remember I feel like by <laughs> yeah. I'm bored. And out of the country by yourself? Yeah, fuck I that. I feel like I'm bad. super bored.
0: But I mean, I'm not saying you got to go to that extreme. What yeah. I mean, I'm, go yeah. I mean, I'm saying is that you, gotta be comfortable you have to with pull yourself. yourself out of shit like that. Go and bored. do something. Yeah. Go outside. Go do something that feeds your brain. Go That's, read. Yeah. Go read in a bookstore. That's Don't am- sit at home and be, you know where the curtains are and where it's Don't keep them blackout curtains Closed. Go outside. Go breathe some air. Go meet people. Go talk.
3: So I cope. I think I that that is a good, 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 good ass advice. If you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling down, if you are feeling that you don't feel like you're wanted. Go out and want yourself. Go out and enjoy the sun. Go out and enjoy that restaurant that you've been wanting to go to, that movie that you've been wanting to go see, that book that you've been wanting to read. Go out and do it yourself. Don't depend on what situation you're in or don't depend on somebody that's not there at that time. And don't depend on somebody that you don't have because... At this time, you feeling lonely. You feel like you don't have nobody. Don't do that. Do you do do what you want to do on yourself, on your own, and then once you get comfortable with yourself, and when you get comfortable in doing the things that you do, that's when you will meet somebody for you. And that's the coping, yeah, that's the coping strategy. That's the coping motherfucking magic. True. To to do do do. So my thing is like I I will make a bomb ass song like I can make bars I can make anything and that's that's my coping mechanism whether if I don't go outside I will go in, I'll stay inside and then write a whole fucking rap and be blocked out on the rest of the world and shit like that so I would that's that's a mechanism for that so if you have a talent out there or if you have something that you are passionate about you know saying making clothes or designing stuff that, that that that's a focus that will focus you on something productive instead of focusing on something that brings you down even more yeah. or worrying about something that's irrelevant and or I just overthinking. something.
0: Right so basically it's just, you want to make sure that you're active and just doing something that can take your mind off of being depressed. And, you know, because
3: the- depression is just a thought. Depression is just a mindset that mm. you put yourself in.
0: Yep go listen to some music, go work out, go read, go write, go get out the house. You know, I have to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've got, I've come to the point now where I go every morning, I live in a village and there's a Starbucks where I live. So I, I get up, I walk, I go get my coffee.
3: Go bring your laptop I to the and Starbucks. and
0: people watch, you know, and that's you my little- watch too? You I do, I watch? do. That's my little hour of the day to <laughs> just watch. think about whatever. I'm not going to sit in the house all day and watch TV and I was know, seeing a little clip my face
3: of um who was who was saying that? Um Gucci man. He was saying that like he has to be go out every day because if you sitting inside, you're not accomplishing nothing. You have to. You're not accomplishing... So, so when you go out and when you actually just do if it don't matter if you just going down the street walking to the gas station and just walk back. And you don't have to get nothing in that true, gas true. station. But Walking. But you also have to remember, ex- some
0: people struggle with anxiety, too. So, I mean, it's, it's and just that, a lot that of helps, different...
3: Yeah, that helps on anxiety as well. Like, yeah. you're not going to cure different. something that you feared of by being in the house and staying inside and just staying to yourself. True, true, The cure is to fix it. Just like when your bones hurt and you have to stretch it. You have to work it out. And it hurts at the time. But at a certain time after that, it, it, it it's good. Yeah. So that's the same concept of depression. You have to stretch it out. And that's you're not gonna stretch your depression out if you're being in the house all night, all day, if you beating yourself up more and more and more while you already down. Go out, get out, do something.
0: Look at your little young ass trying to put put us like old people on something. <laughs>
3: put your old people on something put my that's already
0: old people on something. Well thank you. Shad, for this little this little portion of the show i appreciate you no i'm happy we got um a perspective from your you. generation I your age you absolutely um go ahead and shout out your instagram page
3: um follow me on instagram at uh s-h-a-a-d-b-o-s-t-o-n that's Shad boston i'm on instagram i ain't on nothing else <laughs> uh, I just made this That new Instagram So don't try me Cause it's only like About 300 followers So I just made this shit
0: That's okay But
3: follow your boy
0: Follow And also Huge shout out to uh, Raheem And for um, Our nice Hoodies At Wingy Apparel On Instagram
3: Wingy Apparel Definitely W-I-N-G-I. gotta go shop that shit It's uh, definitely nice <laughs>
0: You got some nice stuff, ladies. Some, some very, very nice things. We are going to take this portion of the show, and I'm going to hand it over to Nadia. So
1: one and, of the, I just kind of, like, just want to jump right on in. Do you believe that people claim their mental illness or claim their issues? Like, when people say, I have anxiety or I have depression. Like, do you feel like people just, like, claim it instead of just, like, <clears throat> if, you know, like, maybe they, you know, have an issue with something Mm -hmm. and instead of them you know just dealing with it straight on and getting over it they just like harbor on to them constantly having an issue and then they claim to have depression or they claim to have mental illness and then then of course they have all these like you know what I mean it's almost like a domino effect it's never going to stop.
2: I don't think it's a claim I think that People generally have issues, because we all do. Nobody escapes the earth without them. But I think a lot of people don't know how to cope with them. I Mm. think that's what the issue is. And sometimes people cope by speaking it, but they don't cope by trying to figure out what's causing it. Right. But it's not necessarily that they want to, it's they don't know how to. Because one of the things that I find strange, and to me
1: it's socially awkward, but I find that a lot of people use complaining and they use anxiety, you know, issues and stress or whatever they use that as like a bonding tool like they'll really you know go like they'll go out with their friends or they'll go to work or they'll have a social encounter with somebody and and you know instead of them talking about ideas or like blessings or something like that they'll they'll have, like, oh, my God, traffic was so bad today. Oh, my God, it was bad. Like, they'll use that to relate. Mm -hmm. Or, like, oh, my God, my best friend is acting like a bitch this week. Oh, my God, girl, mine is too. You know, it's almost like they need that, like, they need pain to bond, to feel human. And instead of them, like, I I just want to, like, don't, I kind of wish we could change the narrative as far as, like, how we talk to each other and, Mm -hmm. and and then what we say to our own selves so that way that, you know, we're not just walking around here being, depressed and, and having anxiety and not, like right am i am i thinking wrong or how does that how does that
2: work pain is a connecting tool emotions are a way we connect but a lot of people are not in touch with their emotions so it comes out in that way and that's how they connect cuz miserable company doesn't just love company it loves other miserable company so oftentimes mm. when people are hurt they want someone else to relate to their hurt with them yeah so that's their way of connecting because they don't know how to cope and overcome and we live in a society society that wants us to say everything's happy all the time. It's not. And I think that toxic positivity is also hurting us. Mm, because what is we, toxic positivity? Break that down. Hold toxic on. positivity is this feeling that we always have to be happy, that everything has to Ooh, be joyful. I think I have that. I be trying to make people happy all the time. I'm shoot, Maybe I'm toxic. Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> it's only toxic when it allows you to ignore the negative things that are going on in life. Okay. Our emotions are meant to connect us to mm-hmm. the world and our environment and to our inner being. So when we ignore our emotions, we're ignoring sickness that are telling us if we're in alignment with our environment
1: okay and alignment is very important hmm and the tongue is very powerful yes. right right and the way we think is basically the foundation for what we attract is that do we not agree with that
2: yes that is absolutely true the mind body spirit is are all one and we've lived life trying to separate the two like I've mm-hmm. watched people When they're having a mental health issue, they go into exercise or they want to focus on their outer. They cut their hair. That's a way of coping but what it does is it ignores the feeling and the feeling mm. just gets buried and buried and buried and it festers that's like that song from
1: solange um cranes in the sky yes she mm. tried to travel it away didn't mm-hmm. work tried to <laughs> sex it away didn't work Mm-mm, but you can't hoe it away okay um <laughs> so what about pressure i just feel like a lot of times people put pressure on themselves and other people um then they have these you know like you know uh what's the word um expectations expectations are the root and of. then they and then they get depressed and upset because something didn't 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 go their way then they're like oh another thing or another person or another situation excuse me i have a little cold here I <laughs> but in actuality i just feel like it's not really i feel like okay i don't want to sound too positive i know i always sound all positive and stuff but i once i discovered that rejection is just redirection Mm -hmm. And it's not about me. It's about other people and they should be happy with whatever they want. And it's okay if they don't want me or my services for whatever reason, then, you know, there's
2: I don't know. know, Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just ways of thinking about it. And it's about perspective. It is about perspective. But it also is about the individual and their history, their past, their traumas and their Mm. self-esteem. If you don't have high self-esteem, a rejection can take you further down to a place where you don't feel worthy. So it, it's gonna look different for everybody because everyone has different triggers. So something may bother one person and not bother another because it ties them to whatever their history is. So it's good to be able to move forward, but what I see a lot of people do is move forward, forward without feeling the feeling. Mm. When you don't feel the feeling, that feeling follows you. And oftentimes it turns into anger, and what I see with depression is that anger turn inward.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh my God. You just said so much stuff and I just wanted like touch on all of it. Okay. So wait a minute. People aren't dealing with their emotions. How can people deal with their emotions? Like, like what are some tools for them to like really like deal with their emotions? If it's not a, if it's, if it's, if it, Ooh, maybe it's like in real time. If something's bothering you in real time, just say it in real time.
2: Not everybody has that opportunity. Or the
1: courage, right?
2: Or the courage or the wherewithal to know. Mm-hmm. so there's a different depression is such a complex topic but we always throw it out there when we think of sadness mm-hmm. there's several different types of depression and that's what makes it hard to find the fix because it mm-hmm. depends on what kind it is you have epigenetic and that's passed down depression through genes you have hormonal depression where there's an imbalance with your hormones because the hormones are what tell us how to feel
1: mm-hmm. there is
2: seasonal depression so a lot of people here in Seattle feel that because it gets dark real early mm-hmm. or the holidays bring up things mm-hmm. there There also is situational depression like a breakup or losing a job. So, depending on the type of depression. Or drugs, people be on liquor. It's called spirits. Liquor is spirits, and oftentimes liquor is a coping tool. Mm. It's not always the best coping tool, but it is a coping tool. Right. So whenever I'm working with someone who has the spirits, you have to figure out why they're doing it before you remove it because you Mm. can cause more issues. Because people, we all have coping tools. They're just not all healthy. Right. Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: Mm, mm -mm. So what about, like, doing things? Okay, so... Um, uh, Shad had talked about dating yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, like taking yourself out. And, you know, and, and, you know, and I think Lilo was also talking about that, too. Like, you know, like, just dating yourself, taking yourself out, you know, like, even if you're, like, I think Lilo was saying she goes to Starbucks and, you know, she just people watches, but she's not going to sit in the house all day. Like, you know, like, maybe
2: just, like, being active and, like, fresh air. Being active definitely helps. It helps, um, like, exercise, help jumpstart your hormones, because it's the hormones that tell you what you're feeling and how to feel. Mm -hmm. So. Forcing yourself to get out even when you don't want to. Because the more you stay in, the more you have time to think, the more the depressive symptoms can come. But I won't say that staying and having alone time is a bad thing, because I think it's all a balance. Mm. I think we also live in a society where everybody's running. Mm. So they're keeping themselves and busy. in social with social media. Yes. And blah, blah, blah. So they're filling themselves with everybody else's emotions and not dealing with their own. So you have to really make sure that you're not running and that you're coping. There's a slight difference. Right. And what about day. projecting? Like, I
1: feel like a lot of people project. Oh, yes. Like the whole thing is about projecting and you can project positive energy or you can project negative energy. And one of the things that I'm really big on is trying to project positive energy and trying to do things with the right. And also everything is about intention. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like I feel like things will go your way. If you have good intentions, you may get things that happen that go your way if you have bad intentions, but you're also going to get the repercussion of bad karma. So then don't be sitting there acting surprised and acting like, Oh, life is sucks. And I have depression. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, I think that's why I'm kind of like unforgiving when it comes to certain people, when it comes to claiming anxiety and depression, a lot of things are (laughs) self-inflicted. You know what I mean?
2: Some of them are, but some of them are out of their control because they're, they don't have the coping tools to deal with them. So when you don't but have... But it's common sense. Isn't, isn't it common just sense common? Common sense is not common anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, not everybody has that foundation. Right. But... So people are going to try to get their needs met in whatever way they can. And sometimes it's in... Generational.
1: Yeah, pass it on generational. What I will say is this. I, I have seen and noticed and i've even done it personally you know what i'm saying like picked up habits from my family mm-hmm. and then th- that, that they've had from their family you know I me mean? i mean from my grand. you know what i'm saying and, and and yeah and i get it you know whether it's from diet or from you know social drinking whether it's from you know picking up nicotine or you know like you know or even or even some people like work out you know like mm-hmm. workout moms you know have workout do- you know whatever you know whatever you know foodies whatever you know people buy- but I mean I, I, I and I said this before in the last podcast and I, and I always stand by the statement. We, we you know, we live in an informational era. There's nothing on Google that you cannot find out right now. And anything that you feel inspired to feel or hear that is in your spirit and you go for it and you it, it will like you will learn what is best for you personally. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever inspires you, you you know, you kind of kind of go for that. And the thing that Well, I don't understand. I understand common sense is not common, but it's just a little upsetting how people just don't take the initiative to try to better themselves.
2: But that's where. By even
1: just Googling just the simplest basic question. Why do I do this? Or why do I want to do this? Or is this healthy? Or I don't. Google might get you
2: in trouble because Google can lead you a number of ways. Sometimes people need to seek professional help and sometimes the motivation they don't have because their hormones aren't. Acting in a way that allows them to be motivated. Mm. So, it goes that's, back to hormones. It goes back to hormones because our body's regulated by that, and it goes back to situations and triggers, and everyone's is, are different. So, there's often a lot more beneath the surface than what you see in people. Mm-hmm. And that's why mental health is such a stigmatized disorder because there's so much that the untrained eye doesn't see, and even the trained eye doesn't see. Right. And then there's people, you know, that walk around like assholes
1: who are just like, oh, I don't get why you're acting like an asshole. Quit being like, quit being like that. Quit being so sad. Quit being like this. When in actuality, they're really dealing with something.
2: Mm-hmm. And people often fear what they don't understand and a lot of people don't understand mental health and mental illness, mental disorder. So if you don't understand it, how can you Heal from it. And all the homeless people, like walking around, like some of
1: them, they probably choose to be homeless, but probably some of them have real mental disorders. That's why lots of they trauma. Yeah, why they're not trying to be. And systemic, yeah. people
2: can't afford to live. Yeah. That creates a whole different issue, so that brings up some of the situational depression. Oh, money. And then you have anxiety, because mm. anxiety and depression, they share a lot of the same symptoms. And the holidays are here, so mm-hmm. so let's talk about money
1: and the holidays and just how, how well, one, how it can affect people, how it does affect people. Um, And
2: let's, you know, like, what are some tools to get through it, because... Well, I always hear, you know, since Thanksgiving has passed, it's the most wonderful time of the year.
3: (laughs) It's not the most
2: wonderful time of year for some people. If you can't, if you don't have family, you've lost loved ones, Mm -hmm. you feel isolated, you don't necessarily have the means to spend because holidays are expensive. Right. They right. cost money, and there's expectation that goes with it. So right. how do you deal with that expectation when you can't meet it? Right, 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 right. But just let
1: it go. Like, do, like Like, there's a book called um, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like if you can't control it, and you're doing the best you can, why put pressure on yourself to, you know what I'm saying... To, 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 to be something and, and really to compare yourself to to other things. This is your life, your path, your kids, your money, your situation, your love, your gift. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 the what I'm trying to say. Like, why can't people just be like, okay, well, that person was able to do it, but we are, but oh well. we You know, I mean, not to say don't be ambitious. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like,
2: take the pressure out of it, you know? We're not socialized to do that. Like mm. if you look Society At what mm. society puts It's all these ads To buy this Buy that Put lights up Electricity is expensive Yeah Why? You Buy food stuff like that. Buy this yeah. person this be happy and if you're not feeling it you're having to fake it so what you're comparing yourself to is other people's masks Mm -hmm. you don't get to see their reality Mm -hmm. so you go on social media as leela was talking about and you see all of these people living it up you don't know if those are last year's christmas gifts but what you see is that so you compare yourself to oftentimes a false reality which then creates more depression and more anxiety more feeling like you're not fulfilled I just see a lot of people walking around and they're living in a void. They're trying to fill a void with so many unhealthy things and some too much healthy. And yeah. until you deal with the cause and the root cause, this right. is what we're going to see. So it, so hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people.
1: And, and, and hurt children can sometimes turn into hurt adults.
2: Oh, yes. I see adults as just a grown-up child
1: right they're just an older child right age
2: does not make you wise age does not heal pain even a a 60 year old can be oh yes because a lot of people have not coped and when you don't cope it follows you so you can be a 90 year old still dealing with the same pain from a three from when you're three years old
1: but then there's people that you know like i'll say you know like even me like i'm once again i'm one of those okay i'll say two things i want to say here I will easily tell someone. Well, look at Oprah. I mean, she she did it. She's fine, and I mean, of course, I'm out from the outside looking in, assuming she's fine. Right. But but results matter. Results, you know, the her result is that she. Overcame all of her obstacles. We, you know, she made her obstacles, you know, plain as day. We, you know, she was molested or raped or whatever. She had the pregnancy. We know she was fired. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we know about her little obstacles and she still prevailed. She prevailed,
2: but how do you define success? Right. Everyone's success is going to look different. So it's not always monetary. It's not always success because I've seen many. Even happiness, though. Like, she seems. happy or she seems but a lot of people seem happy and i'm not saying she's not happy right right but you never know and you never know what her journey was to get what her insecurities are or or what the journey was to get to where she is so oftentimes that's where the danger comes is we see someone else's destination and we don't know their journey and when you don't know their journey you can't compare your life In it's journey state to their destination.
1: Or even try to consult them and say, well, get it together. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know their journey. We don't
2: know their journey. So oftentimes we think we're helping when we tell somebody just get over it. We don't know what they need to get over. And we shouldn't get over something. We should get through something. And going through something is scary. And that's what a lot of people run from is those emotions. Because they can be piercing, they can be hurt. And people don't want to be hurt, so they run. Right. But then they bring that energy. Just like you're talking yep. about the negative people, people who operate in that way have an unmet unmet need mm. that they're looking for somebody to fulfill.
1: Because there are some people that were dragged up; they were not raised up; they weren't loved mm-hmm. up; they was dragged up, mm-hmm. and they bringing that out. Okay, living off of survival. So right. So one of the things I did also wanted to touch on is like you know Lilo, she talked about her insecurities grow, growing up, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, um, and you know me, I have a completely different outlook. I had a a completely different outlook on life when I was growing up. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, I wasn't insecure. Like, you knew me when I was a kid. You were not insecure. Well, outwardly. (laughs) I can't say what was going on the outside, but I would not guess that. (laughs) But on the inside, I wasn't. I was never insecure. I never had, you know, like, you know, anxiety issues when it came to, like, you know, self-esteem or, like, other people or or really anything like that. Like, I never really, you know, had... I was, I always had a healthy, high self-esteem. Uh-huh. And so I think that that, with that traveling with me as an adult, you know, that saying practice makes perfect. Well, I've been doing, you know, that have been this type of attitude for a very long time for people who have not had that attitude where they are just now realizing, hey, I'm beautiful or, hey, I'm smart or, hey, I'm, you know, worthy or whatever, you know, whatever it took them. You know, there are some people in relationships that finally got out or there are some people like, you know, that there are some people like me I don't want to keep saying like me but there are some people that have really never had bad relationships you know what i mean that that have never really been abused that can't relate to so i say all that to say is like as adults mid 30s you know late 20s early 40s when you get into the like into like those peer of people you can really tell the people that are that is just now starting to value themselves or just now starting to love themselves versus the people that have already been doing it?
2: I don't think you can tell. It goes back to that statement I made about people wearing masks. Sometimes they wear masks and you're comparing yourself to where they are now. And also self-esteem isn't like continual. There's going to be dips in it. Some people may have had high self-esteem growing up then got older and their self-esteem is lower. So it can always fluctuate and change
1: Mm, because like maybe like situations like accidents Mm -hmm. or trauma or Mm
2: -hmm. weight gain because that comes up with the holidays or comments that people have made or changes in structure of who Mm -hmm. they are like all of those things shift so self-esteem is something that's always going to go up and down okay it's the pressure that we put on people and each other expectations expectations create a lot of depression they create a lot of anxiety because we think we should be somewhere that mm-hmm. we're not. Or, or or like Shad was saying, um, I should be doing more. Right. The should statements will get you in trouble every time because mm-hmm. you should be doing what you're doing now and trying to be better every day, but you can't pinpoint where you should be because life is not in our control. Mm-hmm. Life happens to us all, so... You can set goals and I think setting goals are great, but having flexibility in those goals to allow yourself time to get there because it may not work out in your timeline, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that you're taking a different route because everyone's route is going to look very different. And just
1: because you're getting a rejection, it does not mean you're a failure. It right. just means that is your energy is being redirected somewhere uh-huh. else that's... Your energy is being redirected somewhere else. You know, your energy, it's... it's it's, it's, it's really needed somewhere else You know what I mean? So I think that that's, that's important that, uh-huh. And I'm trying to figure out Why people don't accept that like just accept it
2: acceptance you know? is a journey and a lot of people aren't ready to accept
1: and accepting where they are now and understanding that this is not over this is this is a marathon mm-hmm. this is not a sprint the marathon continues you know <laughs> right you know what i'm saying like this
2: is something where you know we are you know but it's often easier to say when you're not going through it in that moment Mm. Those who are going through it in that moment, that's exactly what they don't want to hear.
1: Do you believe that when you see someone close to you or when you or when you visually witness someone or something you know close to you, when you see them have something that you want or you see someone going through something that you want to go through, do you feel like people see people get jealous and envious of mm-hmm. that, right? And that's and that to me, that's a form of, you know, anxiety or something. Like, that's a form of something. But they should look at it like, oh, well, then the energy
2: is around me. That means it's close to me, and that means I'm, I'm going to get it. But that's not everybody's outlook. Right. Like, a lot of people, like you mentioned, when you are just trying to survive, when you're in survival mode, your thought process is a lot different. Than mm. when you are not so when survival you're in survival mode. mode you're just trying to get what you can get to keep going mm. and mm. that might mm. not always be thinking about the other person or thinking about that journey it's seeing it and needing it in the moment
1: and then you'll start feeling desperate mm-hmm. and you'll start thinking desperate thoughts mm-hmm. and desperado is real <laughs> okay, okay, okay
2: and that's why anxiety and depression link so well together because mm. the symptoms overlap like if you are feeling depressed, you're feeling a sad mood, loss of interest in things you used to enjoy, low energy, low appetite, then you feel like you're not matching with everyone else who's happy. So then that expectation comes in and you become anxious to try to reach a goal or try to get where you need to go. And your mind starts telling you lies. Some of them may be true, some of them may be not, but we start thinking and believing our thoughts and our thoughts can lead us down a wrong path and that's usually where the anxiety comes in. Mm, mm, like mm, I'm not mm. enough, you know. If you start hearing that over and over, you'll start acting in a way, or
1: or something so even simple as, oh, this pimple, it's so mm-hmm. ugly. I shouldn't go, or, or oh my God, this gut is just. I don't feel pretty. They're not gonna pick me, or, mm-hmm. um, or I want to get my nails done this week, or you know, or anything, right? I just something us, as
2: as basic as that. I see us as people loving ourselves conditionally. I love myself if I'm perfect, but if I'm not, then I don't.
1: Right, right, and you know, and and a lot of times we need to really talk about how um the the smallest basic fundamental statement can be harmful Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like when you you know like when I don't know like it's just like like the tongue is just so powerful and I think that sometimes we even even through conversation through that bonding tool that we were talking about before how people just you know kind of like say things that are like self-inflicting absolutely and then they and then when they attract the the bs the bullshit then then, then then they don't understand
2: why. That becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And even if it is something negative, if that's what they believe, that's what they're going to look for, even if there's positivity mm-hmm. around them. If I'm thinking from a negative mindset, I'm not going to pick up on the ten positive things that happen. I'm going to pick up on the one negative because that's my reality. Right. So it's all about the individual's reality, and the reality has to be shifted over time. That's why I often recommend a therapy for people. Mm-hmm. There's my little shameless plug. No, girl, please. You we know we're here for that we because need you. I think it can help everybody. Right. Because oftentimes when you're talking to people who know you, they are judging you from how their perspective. See. Right. Therapy is a safe space bye. to release things mm-hmm. that you know you'll be judged for. Right. therapy is a safe space to process things, get the emotions out, because that's what the therapist is there to do with you. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're trained, like you guys are, clinically, not even cl- like like doctor. You're a doctor.
2: So yeah, I'm a clinical psychologist, so trained as a generalist to help diagnose and to help cope with the disorder. Because and you could write prescriptions. No, I don't do the meds. Oh. Okay. <laughs> No, nope,
1: I don't <laughs> do the meds. <laughs> oh, I'll turn up. Okay, but no, but 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 therapy is a good thing. Therapy is a great and thing. And there's and there's and reading is also a good tool if people have the patience to read. I know people are like non- people, nobody like really reads anymore. But you can read
2: small blogs, certain websites. Reading can be good, but if you're not interpreting what you read in a way that's going to be productive, mm-hmm. it can also be damaging. I've seen a lot of people go. Online and diagnose themselves. I'm like, no, that's not what you have. That's right. not what's going on. Right. You're not dying.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So the holidays. Yes, they're the promise. holidays are here, and they're shoving it down our throats. Mm-hmm. And like I said, everything is about perspective. So yes, when I see the holidays, I get cheerful, and it, it, you know that energy. Like, yeah, you know, like I, I feed off of it, and I get cheerful, and I'm, you know, and, and and you know whatever, but. A lot of times, people look at the holidays and they go, oh, my God, another tree. Oh, my God, another this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's a all, you know. So, you know, what, how do we get through this? Like what, like, what are we doing
2: here, you know? Being mindful of what the holidays mean to you, not mm-hmm. what they mean to the world. Yeah. A lot of people get caught up in what society tell us tells us the holidays mean. So we see people with their families, we see all of these, but not everybody has that reality. A lot of people have suffered loss, so then when you're comparing your reality to what society's telling you a holiday should be, filled with gifts, filled with Mercedes outside, with bows on it, and if that's not your reality, the holidays can be a very depressing time. It also, seasonal affective disorder happens a lot during the holidays because it's darker, it's colder, it's hibernation Mm -hmm. season. So all of those things coin together, and the memories of holidays that were either good or bad, they shine in during this time. It becomes a reflective time. And oftentimes when you don't know how to deal with those emotions, it just becomes a very somber s- space for people. Yeah. And then we have a lot of disjointed families, which is a whole mm-hmm. nother topic. A lot of toxic relationships that come into play. So the holidays, although the positives are people come together, there's also It's negatives. supposed to be
1: giving, and it's supposed to be charity, and it's supposed to be love and it's
2: supposed to be, you know, warmth and you know, it's good supposed food. to be, but that's not everybody's reality and that's where we get caught up.
1: And so my crusader self was like, "Well, how do we make it their reality? Like how do we And I know it's not up to – I know it's up to me to make someone else do anything Mm -hmm. that I know. I can't control other people. Mm -hmm. And I also know that if you want to change the world, you look in the mirror like Michael Jackson said. (laughs) You want to make a – right. You want to (laughs) make a world a better place, take a look at yourself, and then make a change. So I get that part. But, I mean, but there has to be something that – excuse me. There has to be something that we can say – to the people to where they can just hear it and like and it it resonates like is there like a
2: I would say it's okay to not be okay Hmm. because that goes back to that toxic positivity like if I'm not okay I don't want to fake like I'm okay but I think people need to be in touch with it being okay to not be okay it being okay to not feel like the holidays one year but not staying stuck there recognizing and not projecting because I feel
1: like but okay this is my whole thing right if you go outside and you are not together, take your ass back and... in no, seriously. If you have no, I mean, I think that we'd have a whole better society if 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 you are feeling like you said, if you're go if, if you're going through your emotions and you're mapping out how you're feeling and you're expressing yourselves, do that shit indoors in your room in your in your own comfort zone. Don't go outside trying to walk to Starbucks and trying to walk to uh, TJ Maxx and try to go to work and try to go through traffic and you're pissed. You know, because like like that's like that's BS. Like, I don't want, you know, how does that work?
2: Well, then we would live in a false reality because a lot of people have to still live their day to day life. Have to live their day to day life and they've been depressed locked up in their home and they're like, let me try to get out of it. But the thing is, when you've been depressed for a long time, it's not just a snap of the finger. It takes time to reacclimate. So that may mean stepping outside in a bad mood and working through that attitude, being able to be around people again. And that takes a transition. So right. oftentimes people are in transition and they need that space just to be. Even if they're in a bad mood, you just say, I'm sorry you're in a bad mood, but don't. Your responsibility if someone's in a bad mood is to know how much you're going to take in and what you're not going to take in. Right. It's not to tell them to be in a better mood.
1: Right. And it's not just minor over matter. It's not it's like. It's not because I'm, I'm, there's
2: hormones. And the mm. hormones take time, and that's why oftentimes antidepressants, they help mm. start the hormones back to where they need to be so that you can feel happy. Right. So everybody is going to look a little different, and their hormones and their structure is different, and their traumas are different. And that's why there's different types of drugs mm-hmm. and different, yeah. And different type of people, so. What kind of drugs is it? Like, what's going on with the drugs? Like, legal or? Both. <laughs> no, seriously, like, anti, like, antidepress. I hear that all the time. Anti. I'm taking an antidepressant. Like, well, like what is that? There's different kinds of antidepressants. Now, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I can speak to it. And some of them just work with your hormones and either reuptake uptake more or stop the hormone from producing so that you can balance out. It depends on where you are. If you're producing too much or too little or not enough, the medication helps balance you out. Right, right, oh my gosh. But then other things can help do that too, like exercise over time. Food, what about food? Food, but that can be an addiction too. So okay. <laughs> you want to do everything in moderation.
1: Right, right. And then
2: there are some things that are legal, such as alcohol, marijuana, but too much of that can also do the opposite and legal. And sex. People use sex. What Mm -hmm. about
1: orgasms? Can't you just, like, orgasm your happiness away? You can't orgasm
2: your happiness away. You can't (laughs) sex anything away. You cannot... I always get happy away. when I bust the nuts. You so. can't do Excuse those. Me, it? But it's temporary <laughs> if you have not felt mm. what's causing it. That's I just know. like putting a band-aid over a big gash. It doesn't <sighs> Oh man. Mm. So what I would like to leave people with for the holiday season is just to be in, being okay with where they are but not being stuck in where they are, not allowing it to define them. Maybe that means creating new memories. Maybe that means taking a break from family. Maybe that means giving in when you don't feel like giving, but really evaluating where you are and taking in that emotion and thinking about it before you act on it.
1: Yeah, and what about like changing your behavior just like maybe like one small change a little bit, you know, a day can like really
2: or, like, adding one little small change a day. That can really shift. That really can. It can shift, but you have to, that intent and purpose has to be there. You have to know why you're doing it. Because if you don't, you're just going to be trying things that don't work, and you're going to feel more like a failure. That's why sometimes you need that guidance and the intent so what's
1: your Okay, so if somebody wanted to book you or, or, or anything, how do they do that? Like, what, what are we doing here? How do you we find you? can go it? to my
2: website, drshalon.com. And there is a link that tells you about my services and my booking. I also have joined the social media world, even though I fought against it <laughs> recently. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. Um, my business site is Renewal of the Mind. My personal is Dr. Lime. And I'm also on Facebook under Renewal of the Mind. That is just so wonderful. And you do counseling. I do counseling, online. consultation, mm-hmm. online, concierge service.
1: Oh, I love you. Yes. And thank you for coming. Thank you for having me.
2: I think it's an important topic, and I'm glad you guys are touching me.
0: Yeah. Thank you for being on Two Chicks With A Mic. Once again, guys, this is Lili checking out. Please check us out again at twochickswithamic.com.
3: Sha Boston checking out. Appreciate you for having me. Ms. You are Lele.
0: welcome. Thank you. Bye, guys.
3: Bye, y'all.
0: So
1: thank you for tuning in. We really do appreciate you guys. Episode 2, Two Chicks With A Mic. So this is about depression. If you're having any type of anxiety or any type of depression and it's causing you to have terrible thoughts and it's getting, you know, deadly, please call nine We're not here to try to, um, you know, we really want to just help and inspire people to have a better holiday way of thinking so we can have a healthier life in society and all that good stuff. So I don't know. So thank you for tuning in, uh, episode two, two chicks with a mic and, um, and um, we're out.